the air stank. And that's all I thought about for several minutes. I just thought, holy crap, what the hell? After a while of sitting and sweating, what the hell turned into where the hell, as in, where the hell am I? As I looked around in the heat, a feeling of nostalgia swept over me, though I couldn't quite recognize what I was seeing. I was sitting in the midst of a desert community, that much was clear. But this wasn't Marlin Grove, north of Phoenix, where I've made a comfortable life for myself. This didn't have the private gate that kept me safe, or the acres of garden-quality land that I pay good money for. This wasn't the Eden I had created in the desert after that bitch Bailey thought she took me for everything. All she took was an Oscar-caliber performance, thank you very much. Right about then is when I felt the bag of magazine samples. It hung over my shoulders like some kind of poncho, and each side tied around my chest. Underneath, I wore a t-shirt and some khaki shorts. Vans with no socks protected my feet. I felt like a Mexican. I recognized the magazines, if nothing else. They were the classics. Time, Newsweek, New Republic, U.S. News and World Report. They were all plucked straight out of my memory with covers out of the 1980s. Jerry Falwell pointed to God. Time called him the thunder on the right. That's when men weren't afraid to be men. Clint Eastwood was on the cover of Newsweek. William F. Buckley Jr. was on New Republic. The U.S. News and World Report asked, Who will control TV? And they answered with a picture of Dan Rather, a white man. But what was I doing with all these magazines? And why was I so low to the ground? And where were all the cars? There I was, sitting on the black-top surface of a desert road with no sidewalk, just a shithole. But I should have seen some cars. Even if nobody was driving, and the last cool breath of air told me the hour was still early, my TV in Marlin Grove was probably turning itself on. I should have seen some cars parked on the road. But this was a ghost town. I realized this as I stood getting my ass off the soon-to-be molten tar. And once I stood, I realized I had lost several feet in height. I normally stood at a very masculine six-foot-two, none of that silly metric shit for me. At least, that's how I normally stood. And I looked down at my feet, and then to my hands. My hands had none of the hairs or pores or lines or veins. I remembered my dear sister, God rest her soul, and how she had once told me I had the prettiest hands in our family. I spotted an old truck in a driveway down the road. The desert road descended and it looked like an easy run, but my hands and feet pumped all wrong. After crossing no more than six feet or so, I felt my balance get away from me, and I flew forward into the hot morning air. I landed face first, magazines first, 
into the fine desert grit on the side of the road, into a cloud that erupted around me with my landing, and I was stunned. Dirt settled down all around me, and on me, and in my mouth. I tried to spit, but came up with nothing. I looked up. Before I could realize what I saw, I spun around. I looked back up the hill. None of these used-up husks that had once been homes should have been there. And seeing those homes, realizing what they were, was the first time I understood what a paradox was. At least, I thought it was a paradox. If it wasn't a paradox, I don't ever want to know what a paradox is. I should explain it to you because it's the...